Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today. To be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. Martin Luther King Jr. Hey, we're Aaron and Jennifer Smith, your hosts of the Marriage After God podcast. Today we wanted to share with you a review left by Brie Lynn. And uh, the title of this review says, Consistently Humble. I've listened to these two for many years now, and I'm so impressed how unwavering, humble, and faithful they are. I've tried to listen to other marriage podcasts, and no one compares in humility and gentleness towards one another and others. It's so refreshing. I love that uh, review. It's hard because she's excited that, or she's praising us for our humility. Mm-hmm. But I want to be like, wow, thank you for. <laughs> <laughs> I think what's hard for me. <laughs> I think what's hard for me about it is um, comparing us to other marriage podcasts, which we know. Lots of them. Lots of them yeah. who are podcasting, and we appreciate them, and I know that she does too, but um, this is it, really cool. it, it feels good to be up on her list, yeah. <laughs> so to speak. So thank you, Brie. Thank we you, Brie. We appreciate that. Um, if you haven't left a review, we want to encourage you to do so. That We love them. We love reading them. We've been starting to read them um, live on our show, and uh, so if you leave a review, you might get yours read out loud as well, um, but these reviews help other people find our podcast. These reviews are super important. It's one of the main ways, um, Apple and, uh, all the other places that syndicate our podcast decide how to show and rank our show. They're also super encouraging to us because we're just in our room sharing with you guys, but we see each other face to face, but in a way, when you leave a review, we get to see you and it makes it more personal. Yeah. We appreciate that. So we love them. So if you haven't done that, go leave us a star rating and a review. Thank you. Okay, we are into part six of our eight-part series. We are getting close to the end here. Uh, we hope that you guys have been following along and have been blessed by this yeah. series. If you have been, by the way, again, going back to that, like we only get to see each other. We're literally sitting in our bedroom. I love that you mentioned that because <laughs> this is this is where we record. Uh, but if you have been loving this eight-part series, I know we're only on part six. We're almost done. But would you share about it on social media? Post like your favorite episode from the series and tag at Marriage After God. That way we could see who it is that's listening. And then we can also reshare your post on our own feed if we um, if we can use it. And so if you like this, this series, let us know. So we are uh, continuing on. We're focusing on the Lord's Prayer. Uh, one of the reasons we chose to focus this particular series on prayer is because we just launched our newest book, um, The Marriage Gift, which is a compilation of 365 prayers for your marriage, which we're really excited about. And it's available now. Yeah. Um, And all the people that all of you listeners that have picked up copies already and have already received them. We're so excited that you have them. And uh, you have made our, this new book 
be a number one new release now for since it's been Woo. launched, essentially. <laughs> Thank you guys so awesome. much. We really appreciate that. So yeah, um, this series kind of uh, was birthed out of that kind of just mm-hmm. momentum of launching that book and getting it out into your guys' hands. Um, and even though the Lord's Prayer is pretty brief and beautiful, we've been able to expand it a little bit and, and dive into it, it, draw yeah. out of it um, some some uh, a teaching for mm-hmm. you guys um, and for us, an encouragement on how to pray and why we should pray. And today we're answering the question, can we even live without praying? <laughs> so here we go. Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today. So we're in Matthew chapter six, going through the Lord's prayer and we're in verse 11 and this part of the prayer, Jesus says, give us this day, our daily bread. And, uh, you know what we, this is such a simple thing to be asking the Lord for. Right. But I just want to make note, there's so many people in the world that are hungry, not just for spiritual things, but for actual food, Mm. bread and food is so important to the human life. And, and we may not think about this often because especially here in the United States, we're so blessed. We have so much at our fingertips all the time. We often don't realize what it feels like to even be hungry. And so in Jesus's day and in many parts of the country still to this day, hunger is a very real thing. Mm-hmm. And so this prayer, Jesus is encouraging his disciples, encouraging his church, encouraging those who love God to ask him, say, Lord, provide for me today. Feed me today. Not just my, like physically is what what he's talking about, but also we're going to draw out of this, the whole spiritual aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But something really interest, interesting about food <laughs> and being humans, we can only live as humans for about eight to 21 days without food. Now, unless of course you're Jesus or Moses, where uh, miraculously you were able to go um, 40 days without eating, then you're probably just like me and my wife who we need to eat pretty much daily. And so just because you might be able to go as a human six days, you know, eight days, 21 days without eating as some might do, you know, fasts in reality, the health, the healthiest way we should, we can be just in general is when we eat daily. Cause really what we're talking about is thriving. Like as humans, are we actually thriving? Cause if you're only right. taking in a few calories a day because you're fasting or you think you're getting enough, but really you're not, it you're like, there's a difference Your between body needs nutrients. Yeah. And there's a difference between like, yes, I'm eating and yes, I'm getting everything that I actually need. Right. Yeah. And we're not talking today about eating food, mm-hmm. but we're pulling out this, this analogy of our daily bread, not just that God takes care of our physical needs, but that we actually need our spiritual needs met mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what we're going to be drawing out today. If I'm being honest, um, just because it, it ends on that 
word bread. Mm-hmm. I'm gluten free. So for anyone else that's gluten free, <laughs> you're like, yeah, bread. Yeah. <laughs> I know we're all a little bit sensitive to this episode. No, um, no, but I do think about that because what a whirlwind it's become in the last decade or so with, you know, just everything seems to mm-hmm. be marketed as gluten free. And um, there's a lot of negatives around bread. These yeah. Days, yeah. Yeah. It's like, we can't just have a fresh loaf. Anyways, side tangent. Um, But there is something to be said about autoimmune disorders and inflammation of the body and just how for some people, they don't get to eat bread daily. I just wanted to recognize that because I am one of them. Uh, But the awesome thing is, is we don't need to, it's this episode's not, again, it's not about eating, but it's showing that as humans, the fact that we need physical things every mm-hmm. day, we need to breathe oxygen, right. we need water, mm-hmm. we need food. Mm-hmm. You know, our daily bread is mm-hmm. that is that daily sustenance, that daily nutrients yeah. that our body needs to function, our brain needs it, our muscles yeah. need it, our lungs need it. Everything is predicated around getting what we need. Well, and you already mentioned this, how some people do struggle with starvation and, and don't have as much as others who mm-hmm. probably, I'd say the majority of people probably have, um... And so just recognizing or mentioning the desperation of some who have to rely on the Lord day to day for this provision, um, they don't know where it's going to come from. And to me, like I, when people are fed and people are taken care of, that's a miracle. And that's a simple miracle of just being nourished and taken care of with a little bit of food. So there's a there, there was something I was just listening to. Um, I, I always bring up Jordan Peterson because I listen to I listen to his podcast a lot, and I, and I listen to a lot of things. And he actually gets on other people's podcasts, but he was just talking about his. There's there's one global mentality currently about how to heal the planet or how to take care of the world or whatever it is. And they're, they're doing it one way, but his idea is like, he's like, if we can lower the cost of energy, if we can lower the cost of food, if we can lower the cost of all these things in life that we need, then when someone in any place in the world has all of those basic needs taken care of. This is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. If they're fed well, if they can afford gas, if they can afford, you know, the basic necessities of life, then they're going to think in much longer terms of life. They're not going to think in such the short term of like, I just need to eat today. Yeah. Just getting by. <laughs> yeah. Today. So if you can, t- if you can, in you know, a in a major way affect the basic necessities of life and make those affordable for everyone, then then they will begin to look longer term. And this is, this is true. Like, like you were just saying, when we have our, our basic needs met, now we can think about other people. Mm-hmm. We can think about our kids. We can think about our, our business. We can think about five mm-hmm. years down the road because we're not concerned so much about what's right here in front of us. Yeah. I mean, just take kids for an example of this. It's like they wake up in the morning and it's like, what's for breakfast? I need to eat right now. I can't think of anything. The moment that's satiated, they can move on with their day. They're playful. Yeah. They're energetic. They're fine. So I don't and know why well, and it's true in, in, in much of the world and third world countries and places where there's, there's less, Yeah, the, these children, they never get past that point of, they're just trying to find out how to feed themselves. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to find out how to, how to, how to survive to the next day. And so as Christians, are we doing the same thing? Are we doing the same thing in our spiritual life? Mm, just good. at this place always of, how, can we just survive until the next day? rather than actually thriving and having everything we need mm-hmm. right here and right now. I, I mean, we all suffer from this and from, we don't, cause we don't think about it. And I think, man, like I haven't been in the word recently. I haven't, I don't pray as, as deeper as much as I used to. Acknowledging where the spiritual substance comes from. Yeah. I haven't been in real Christian fellowship mm-hmm. in a long time. These things are, are how we thrive as believers. 
when we don't do those things, when we're avoiding those things, when we just let everything else in our life kind of dictate our time, which again, we get in those modes. Mm-hmm. It just happens. We don't realize how hungry we're becoming, Yeah. how starved we're becoming, how emaciated spiritually we're becoming. And how that affects other parts of our lives mm-hmm. because we don't have the energy to put forth into other areas of our life when we're struggling like that. Well, and it also, yeah, it, it, it plays out in our marriage mm-hmm. when we become short with each other, when we become, when the, the selfishness has won, mm-hmm. you know, when the, I'm, I'm just looking for my basic needs to be met. And then I'm looking, instead of looking to the author of life, instead of looking to the creator, instead of going to him in prayer to sustain us, we're looking to our spouse now to fulfill those things because mm-hmm. we're hungry. We're, we're, we're starving and we've had our eyes in the wrong place. We haven't gone to God and said, Lord, mm-hmm. give me my daily bread. And <laughs> if our spouse is in the same exact place where they haven't been drawing and Ooh, consuming boy. from the Lord, we're in trouble. <laughs> and everyone that's listening, you know what this feels like. Yeah. You've been there. You've, you've been in those modes and you, and you, when you take a step back from the strife, from the frustration, from the wise things seem so off and you say, man, I have, We've done this before. I'm like, babe, when's the last time you've been in the word? Mm-hmm. Or you look at me, Aaron, how, how's your, how's your walk with God? I'm yeah. like, oh. checking in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we realize, you know, that we haven't been fed. Mm-hmm. We haven't been going to the, to the provider, to the one who feeds us, the heavenly man of the, the bread from heaven, the, the word of God. And we're not coming to him in prayer. And that's why Jesus is teaching us to pray. Like, God, give me my daily bread today. Feed me today. Yes. Feed me my physical like I need food. I need these things in my life. And Jesus even says in another place, he's like, he already knows what you need before you ask it. Right. So I guess our encouragement is, is this recognizing, in, especially in this prayer of understanding that we need to be running to God regularly and daily to get our sustenance from him. Yeah. It's kind of like you guys are familiar with the Lord's prayer and you probably even have it memorized to the point where like when we say a portion of it, you could finish it. Um, so this is just our big full stop, like right here after we're praying and asking the Lord to provide daily bread. Like, let's just stop and think about what that means. Right. That's what today's episode is about. Um, I've mentioned briefly in another episode about a, um, it was on YouTube and it was a sermon John Piper was sharing about the Lord's prayer. And he was talking about how the first three petitions in the Lord's prayer are in relation to who God is. So hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And then the second set of petitions are about our needs. So give us this daily bread, forgive us our debts and deliver us. And I, I, I know I really liked how he categorized those and kind of set them apart a little bit. And I just wanted to bring it back up because now we're on the second half and give us Today, mm-hmm. our daily bread is that first petition for recognizing our, our need, need. Yeah. and who it is that we go to for our needs. So, um, when you shared this the first time with me, I was first of all, I was like, wow, that's awesome. I didn't recognize that. Yeah. But it immediately reminded me of the Ten Commandments, uh-huh. how the first four I commandments. I think you shared that too yeah, in the episode. <laughs> the first four commandments are our relationship with God. And then the last six commandments are our relationship with other, other people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting how God does that in the mm-hmm. spiritual ways. Like first recognizing God, second, recognizing us. Yeah, that's good. So if you wanted to search that again, it's John Piper on YouTube. And I, I think the title has to do with, um, hallowed be thy name. Okay. Yeah. So, um, okay. So back to today's topic, we are focusing on more so the spiritual aspect of daily bread. So we kind of got the physical out of the way. Now we're going to jump into the 
the spiritual. Yeah, so let's read in, in John chapter 6, verse 35. Jesus says this about himself. He says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. And so, and in John 1, Jesus is called the Word. Um, so he's the bread, he's the Word. And he says that whoever comes to me mm-hmm. shall not hunger. Um, and it make, I also think of that woman at the well when he goes to her and he says, if you would ask, I would give you water that you would never thirst again. You know, going to this, we have this daily heavy pursuit of getting water, daily pursuit of getting bread, things for our physical body. And Jesus is saying, I am the fulfillment and the sustenance for your, sp- your spirit. Mm-hmm. I will fulfill you and feed you and give you everything you need forever. Mm-hmm. And, but he says, come to me. And that's what we're talking about in this idea of prayer, especially in our marriage where when, like we were just talking about the strife that comes when we aren't feeding ourselves, when we're not coming to the feeder, mm-hmm. <laughs> coming to the one who is the bread, the one who f- get, takes away our thirst and takes away our hunger yeah. and sustains us. How there immediately is there's, there's a breakdown in, in relationship. There's a breakdown in, in trust and in love and in, in unity. Um, but that is where we need to be. We need to be running to God in prayer and saying, okay, Lord, I need you. So that's what he means when he says, come to me. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we come to God? Yeah. We, in prayer, in his word. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, I'm the, I'm the bread of life. I'm the, I'm the water and he's the word. So that, that's, I just wanted to connect all those things together when for you, us. When you brought up the woman in the, uh, at the well, I remember when we were watching the chosen series, that part made me weep so hard when, um, you could just see, cause it's one thing when you were reading the scriptures, but then seeing like it what's out, it yeah. being played out and just how immediately the Philip is of her understanding who got, who Jesus was and that he was her substance. Like that was such a beautiful picture mm-hmm. and her running away, ready to go tell <laughs> the town. Do you know yeah, that? I do. And it, it, it's much more dramatic when you see the it dramatized. <laughs> I mean, that's why they do it, but it, the power of that recognition of, oh my gosh, you are the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we need to be recognizing that daily. And I, I again, I, I mentioned that we kind of go through seasons where we, we forget. It's, it's hard to forget in the flesh because our flesh, there's these triggers in our flesh, like your stomach grumbles. Yeah. Uh, you get irritable. You're like, man, I'm, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. I'm craving food. I need protein. I need carbs. I need, I need all these things. And, you, and so your body's triggering it. What are some of those spiritual triggers that maybe we're not recognizing? Well, I, I think one of them is when there's strife, mm-hmm. when you're like, why am I irritable? I think that's a, like we get irritable when we're hungry, when we're irritable, when we're talking about, about walking in the spirit and the, what the fruits of the spirit is mm-hmm. love's patient and kind. When we are, when we're not seeing that fruit, it's probably because we don't have the nutrients we need to be walking in that fruit. We're not in God's word. We're not in prayer. We're not coming to the Lord for, for those things. And so we're not being filled up with it. And it's hard for it to come out of us mm-hmm. when it's not there. That's my, my thought on that idea of what are those triggers in our, our spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think another one is just when you recognize that your eyes have been on yourself for a while, um, just focus so heavily on what you're right. currently walking through or the struggles that you have or the things that you're living without and, and your prayers even reflect if you are praying to God, like your prayers will reflect mm-hmm. whether your eyes are on yourself or on him or on others or a combination of all of those things. And I'm not saying it's bad to put your eyes on yourself because there are times that we need to pray. Well, we should always be praying for ourselves, but do you know, 
Do you know what I mean? When yeah. you're so self-focused that you actually have been forgetting to lift up others or your or capacity. To. Yeah. Or your capacity yeah. has not been able to. I, I think we've all been in those moments of like, I haven't, I don't have anything to give to you right now. Mm. Right. That, that like, no, I need something. And just like in the physical, a starving person has a very difficult time having any desire to help or serve anyone else yeah. when they're like literally on the, like dying from starvation. Yeah. The, their only idea is how do I live, live. and how do I fill myself? Yeah. And I think that same thing plays out spiritually with us mm-hmm. is the, the less we're, f- we're filled, the less we're fed, the less we're going to God in prayer, the less we're, um, feeding ourselves mm-hmm. on Christ and in, in him, yeah. the more we're self-focused, mm-hmm. the more we're selfish because we're trying to feed ourselves in other ways, whether it's shopping or it's like eating, hobby uh, or it's like when you're really hungry and you get cotton candy. And you're like, man, it tastes good for a split second. And then it just disappears. And I'm hungry still. (laughs) Okay. um, Just like we need, we've talked about the physical of needing food for Mm -hmm. our bodies to thrive and individually needing to consume God's word and be in prayer so that we can spiritually thrive. Imagine what our marriage needs daily in order to thrive. Oh, man. I know there's probably a handful of answers that we could all chime in and say that are important, which are, and they're good. Yeah. Um, ba- true basic needs like communication, like you need to be able to communicate in marriage. Um, you need to love each other. You need sexual intimacy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, like we know that these things are important, but let's remember that God designed marriage. So one of the most important and basic necessities is submitting our marriage relationship to the one who designed and purposed it. Yeah. It's going to him together to read his word and to pray. Yeah. Like that is hugely important. There's something interesting because we've been talking about prayer in this eight part series and that's, that's our main focus, but something I think a lot of believers forget to do when reading the word is pray. (laughs) This is something whenever I'm prepping a a message for Sunday morning, I start, I literally start and I close my eyes and I say, Lord, what is it you have for our church today? What is it you have for me today? What is your word trying to teach us today? Which just to acknowledge the, when I say submit to the mm-hmm. Lord, like that's you submitting your heart to the Lord before you go and share a sermon, because you could probably come up with the knowledge that you have of something. I could make something out of it yeah. for sure. But instead you're submitting to what the Lord wants to share through you mm-hmm. in that moment. That's what from, I meant. With, from his word specifically. Yeah. And also there's, there's so many people that don't believe in Jesus, that don't believe in God, that read the Bible and know the Bible really well. Mm-hmm. But we we as believers have a special connection to the author himself. It's as if, and I saw someone post this once, when a believer reads the Bible, you get to have the author of the Bible reading it with you. Mm-hmm. And so you get to sit there and say, Lord, what is what are you saying here to me? What are you saying to your church? What am I supposed to understand here? How am I supposed to be changed by this? And we can ask God to reveal those things to us. And his Holy Spirit does. His Holy Spirit teaches us all things in his word and brings to remembrance all things in his word. And that's the jo- one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to teach us. Mm-hmm. He's the helper, the counselor. And so when, we, when we're reading his word and we kind of forget about him and we're just trying to like pull out of this well without a bucket, without a rope, and we're like, how do we get you know, what the truth is here. How are we getting, getting what he's saying to me here? And so prayer should, should be synonymous with reading the word of God. When we go to the bread of life, 
like he's, Jesus says, give us this day our daily bread. We're going to Jesus and we open the word and we, and we say, Lord, give me the bread of life out of this. Show me what you're saying to me. And the same in marriage that we we are are pursuing God for our spouse and saying, Lord, would you feed my wife today mm-hmm. what she needs? Would you show me what she needs? And so when I'm in the word of God, God reveal to me how I can encourage my wife from this. What do you have for me to draw out to give to her? Mm-hmm. Right. That's good. Yeah. And when you guys, okay, so this is obviously based off of our experience of praying together in marriage, but when you go to the Lord together in prayer and you're submitting to him, your relationship, and you're pursuing his will, you're showing him that you trust, you trust him first and foremost. Yeah. That Right. You mm-hmm. wouldn't be going to him if you don't trust him which is getting built up as you continually practice prayer. But you're also showing your own heart and mind, but also your spouses that your reliance is in the Lord reliance to uh, give you understanding reliance Mm -hmm. to give you that physical daily basic necessities of life and to help you thrive. And that's a, that's a powerful thing when, because there's a lot of circumstances in life that a marriage will come up against Um, every single day. There's a new thing. It could be something, it could be something small and simple to something excruciating and painful. But my point is that we're all going to experience hardships and things that we are forced to walk through. And when we can submit those things to the Lord and say, maybe our prayer is just, we don't even know how to handle this right now. You're showing your reliance on the one who can lead you through it, who can be your stamina and strength. And through reveal it, to you the truth, reveal it to you the truth, or give you wisdom and insight on how to um, to navigate through it together. And you're you're looking to him for it together. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is something that has really proved to be um, a, a grounding and important thing in our marriage. And it it also you're you're talking about this reliance on God, and it may, it also brings to mind this idea that so often, as we were just talking about, we have a, our our disposition naturally is we can do this on our own. I'm going to go figure out how to get my food. I'm going to figure out how to feed myself. I'm going to, we, we, assume we that, self-rely. Yeah. We assume that responsibility. And then you often, we only go to God when our self-reliance runs out mm-hmm. <laughs> rather than a humility of recognizing that without God, without Jesus, we aren't getting fed at all. Yeah. He's the one that provided the grain mm-hmm. and the water and the seeds mm-hmm. and the earth and all the things that produce actual real food, but also all the things that produce real spiritual fruit. Yeah. We need God always a hundred percent for everything we need, mm-hmm. but we forget that we, we self-rely like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to do everything in my own power until I can't. And then I'm going to go to God and say, okay, how can I, how can you help yeah. me? Which carrying around that kind of weight is really, really challenging and hard. Do you feel like, Aaron, when we pray and and reveal our reliances on God for certain things, that that pressure is relieved? Like you, you there's this relief in you that, yeah. There's something incredibly freeing about humili- humiliation, humi- being humble yeah. before God, saying, "I can't do this. I have no idea what I'm doing." Which that's another thing. Like I talked about. Um, you get to experience that reliance on the Lord. But when you're praying together in marriage, you also get to know and experience that humility. When you hear your spouse praying to the Lord and you hear them be humble before him, like 
that's an experience. Mm -hmm. And that goes a long way in your relationship because it adds to that trust of, I know you. Mm-hmm. I know that you're a humble person and I can say that with confidence because I've seen you before your creator, you know, mm-hmm. submitting that relationship. So uh, re- submitting everything before him. Um, Which this is the question we're trying to answer today. Can we live without prayer? Mm-hmm. And I, I think the answer is like, yeah, I think we can experience life without prayer. And many do. That's why we're doing this, this, this episode, this, this series is to to explain and to remind us as believers that sure we may be able to live without prayer, but your quality of life can we thrive without <laughs> we'll prayer? Small. Yeah, can we grow without prayer? Can we sustain without prayer? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no. Mm-hmm. We need the bread of life. Mm-hmm. We need God to feed us our daily bread. Wait, we, we need it as believers. So sure, we can live a long life on this earth, in this body, without prayer. But we are not going to thrive as believers. We are not going to be close to God. We're not going to know him without going to him. Mm -hmm. If you believe and confess that Jesus is Lord, that he died for your sins and rose again, that makes you a Christian. And, And you have to understand that there is a privilege and an opportunity and access to walk with God. And prayer is that way that we commune with him. Mm-hmm. So choosing not to pray would be to to choose to have a relationship with someone and never talk to them. Is that even a relationship at all? No. No. So Yeah, I said I love you that one time when we got married. <laughs> that was the last time we talked. <laughs> no, we that daily moment by moment communication of of recognizing who God is as we we've been walking through this Lord's prayer. Jesus teaching us of this understanding that he's our father, understanding that he's holy, understanding that we, uh, who, what his will is, mm-hmm. understanding that he provides for us, that he, like we're getting into this, this phase of how he takes care of us yeah. as our father. There's another scripture that talks about um, how fathers take care of their children. Like a, a, if, a, if a child goes to a father and asks for a cup of water, he doesn't give him a serpent or ask mm-hmm. for a bread and give him a rock. Mm-hmm. Like he gives good gifts. So does our father in heaven. We can believe, we can trust and know that when we ask God to feed us, he is going to feed us mm-hmm. every time. So what do Christians miss out on if they're not praying every day? What are those not thriving Christians experiencing? Uh, well, there's a distance they feel. They feel distant. And that's tr- just true. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening to this, just raise your hand right now. When you're not praying and, and drawing close to God, do you feel close or distant? Yeah. And with, distant. Dis- <laughs> with distance comes loneliness and with distance comes, um, doubt because you're yep. unsure, Confusion too. you're unsure of w- who God is, what he's capable of. Um, is he mad at me? Does he love me or not? All these questions. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, you miss out on being reminded that you're forgiven and loved. I feel like I kind of struggle with that on in times that I've experienced drought, so to speak, or me being distant from God. I start to wonder in that place of insecurity, am I even yeah. truly forgiven? I think um, just speaking about this whole idea of doubt and under like doubting our forgiveness and our love, the good love of God. Um, there's, we have several enemies in this world. We mm-hmm. have, we have the devil. We have his, his, that, that evil spirit that speaks lies. I would consider our own flesh enemy, our own flesh. <laughs> Cause it gets in the way. And so when we, 
when we fill those doubts, what we're doing is we're, we're believing the lies rather mm -hmm. than the truth. Mm -hmm. I'm un, I'm not loved. I've messed up too much. God can't forgive me. I can't just go to him now. I've got to fix myself first. All of these things are the, mm -hmm. the devil or our flesh or voices from the past that have told us that those things, when God tells us a very different story in his word, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you for it is light and my burden is easy. So when, when we're not consuming God's word and praying daily, we're missing out on the truth and we're consuming lies. We're becoming susceptible to the lies yeah. early on and then eventually, yeah, start believing them. Mm -hmm. I think another thing we miss out on when we don't pray, when we don't come, come to God is, is being able to petition God for our marriages. Like, like we're, ask we're, for help. Yeah. We're not, we're not living up our marriages. We're kind of leaving that to the wayside. Mm -hmm. Because there's plenty of things that we need wisdom on or even miracles or transformation. And, and we're not going to God and saying, mm -hmm. God, I need help in this area. Sometimes help it, me become that man. Help her become that woman. Yeah, totally. And you said the word miracles. And I think sometimes it's just a matter of seeing the miracle. When you pray, your eyes are open to the thing that God's already doing. what God's already doing and moving in. Um, we've talked about this in the past, like you praying for me and then me changing in areas without us ever having a conversation about it. Right. Okay. But you got to see that miracle take place in me, that the Lord was moving in me. And had you not been praying for that thing, do you think your eyes would have seen it as clearly? Probably not. Probably wouldn't have recognized it. So there's this thing that happens when we're praying to God that we're in tune to his spirit. We're in tune to his will and how he's moving. And I think that that's powerful. I think that's beautiful to be able to recognize clearly where the miracles are, because I think miracles happen without us seeing them without all, us recognizing what they are. All but, the time. But I think that when we're praying for them and we're seeking them and we're trusting in the one who does them, we see with spiritual eyes. We're, we're more able to recognize them when we, when they happen, yeah. when God's moving. Yeah. Rather than, again, being self-centered and like we're, we're totally missing all the things that God's doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the last thing we just want to mention is that when you're not praying, you're missing out on being obedient to God, which pleases him. Mm -hmm. He commands us to pray. In Philippians 4, 6, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. He wants you to make them known to him. Which is exactly why we've been doing this series, because our heart is that marriages are praying, mm -hmm. that they are going to God with everything in and everything mm -hmm. with thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And just a reminder, a uh, shameless plug here. If you and your <laughs> spouse struggle, which we know happens a lot in marriages, if you're struggling to figure out how to start praying together, please grab our book that just came out. It's called The Marriage Gift. We wrote it for you guys with you in mind uh, so that you have something to start with. Mm -hmm. It's just a catalyst for you. That was a good plug. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So as I was um, preparing notes for this specific episode, I went on Got Questions, which is a site where you can basically just ask a question and it gives you biblical answers and, and scriptures regarding your question. Um, so this is what they had to say about prayer. God intends prayer to be the means of obtaining his solutions in a number of situations, hmm. which I like that because it's very practical. I'm very practical. <laughs> I like that it says um, his solutions. Yeah, not yeah. our own, right? We're pursuing his will. Um, and just a couple of things to highlight that they bullet pointed for us was that um, we pray in preparation for major decisions, which Aaron, mm. I know in our marriage, like pretty much any decision we've had to make when we go to God in prayer, it, fe it feels more clarifying. We walk away with peace knowing that 
we can confidently choose what yeah. we've got going on. And maybe that doesn't happen in every single situation, but no, sometimes it's a, time. we're not going to do that thing. Yeah. And that's very clear. And yeah. which we don't feel regret over. We're mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Clearly that's not God's will for us right now. And anytime that we haven't felt super clear about a decision, we know and trust because we've done it so long that in his timing, the Lord will help us navigate that one. Yeah. So um, the example that they gave for this one was in Luke 6, 12 through 13, um, Jesus goes away to be praying. And when he comes back, he calls his disciples and he chooses the 12. So it's just showing mm-hmm. and reflecting that even Jesus, before he made that decision, even though he knew who it was going to be, submitted that before the Lord and spent time praying. And I love that. He also um, went away in the garden just mm-hmm. before he was crucified yeah. to pray and yeah. prepare, be, be prepared for that thing he was about to do. Yeah. A very hard thing. <laughs> yeah. And guys, we know in marriage, like there, we are always coming up against decisions that we have to make, whether it's in our jobs or in our parenting or in uh, schooling or everything, literally everything we have to make major and sometimes minor decisions. And it's good to pray about those things. Um, Another one was to gain strength to overcome temptation, which again, everybody deals with and everyone needs help with. In Matthew 26, 41, it says, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Hmm. Which is something we're going to talk about soon um, in the next couple episodes. Yeah. Um, And then the last one I just wanted to note, this again is from Got Questions. They said to obtain the means of strengthening others spiritually. So this is going back to that whole, take your eyes off yourself for a moment and remember that others need your prayers. So like I was bringing up earlier, praying and asking God to reveal to you how you could best feed your wife, serve Mm -hmm. your wife, love your wife. um, And the wife in reverse can Mm -hmm. do the same. Go to God and ask, how can I how can I serve my husband right now? Mm -hmm. And Aaron and I have always been big advocates to share with you guys the importance of community and fellowship. And one of the benefits is that when you're in a community and you're, um, you're actively pursuing spiritual disciplines like prayer, you know, you can trust your friends to be praying for you. And when you are going through hard things, I can't tell you how comforting it is to know that you've got other spiritual warriors praying on your behalf and petitioning to the Lord for the thing that it is that you're dealing with. And we all need that because we're all part of the same body. Um, that was a really good encouragement because oh. being prayed for by other people is the best. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ephesians six eighteen through 19 says, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And also for me that words may be given to me and opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, which continues to happen to this day. You guys, yep. we all are a light in this world and we have to continue proclaiming the gospel for the sake of people who don't know Jesus yet. We need to be praying for people to be bold and to know and have the words to be sharing. Amen. That can't stop. I love that. Yeah. Well, and that this could be our main main focus of our prayers for our spouse too. That our marriages would be in such a place where we can we're an example for Christ. Mm-hmm. We are a ministry for Christ. We are a message of the gospel to the world. Mm-hmm. And so praying for your spouse and praying for your marriage to be in a place that you can do that. And truly do that is, is the main, main thing. (laughs) 
If you've been struggling in the day-to-day with feeling overwhelmed or frustrated um, over uncertainty with life decisions like we talked about or wondering how you can grow into the person that you truly want to be or even have the marriage that you really desire, Mm -hmm. but you're not actively pursuing God in these areas through prayer, relying on his strength and wisdom for his guidance, you will continue to feel weak and alone and frustrated and have a lack of confidence moving forward. And so our hope and encouragement for you guys to hear this today in us answering this question, can I live without praying? No, if you truly desire to thrive individually and personally and in your marriage, you you need- You gotta eat bread. You gotta eat the bread. (laughs) (laughs) Gluten-free bread is okay, but we're talking about the full bread of, of Jesus, the full bread of going, going to God in prayer. The bread of life. Yeah. We get, we, we gotta, we gotta stop emaciating ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's something that we do. It's something that we, it's natural for us to kind of just go in that flow, but we gotta stop. We need to recognize when we're starving. Oh yeah. And not let it get to that point ever again. A marriage after God has the courage to pray together. A couple who believes God and desires his will to be done and re- relies on God for every need is a couple who is willing to communicate, commune with him, to pray and praise him, to lift up their request to him. A marriage after God chases boldly after God's purpose and humbly enters into the throne room of grace and faith. That's why we do this podcast, because we want your marriage to be a marriage after God too. So hope you're encouraged by that. Okay, we end every episode with a prayer. And for this specific series, we thought it would be really great to share a prayer straight out of the marriage gift. And so for today, we are going to share with you prayer number 41, and it's titled The Cry for Help. Um, Every prayer comes uh, along with it a verse to support why we're praying this thing. And so the verse for today is Psalm 34, 17. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Dear Lord, we have continually relied on you in our faith and in our marriage. It would have been impossible to make it this far without you. Thank you for being faithful and reliable. We praise you for hearing our prayers and responding. Thank you for the gift of prayer, allowing us to bring our needs before you. Right now, we cry out to you and ask you to help us overcome the challenges in our relationship. We know we will go through difficult times, and we know our flesh will be tested. Please rescue us when the pain threatens to undo us. Lord, will you please meet us right where we are and tell us what next step to take to restore our relationship? Humble us. Revive us. We beg you to intercede in our marriage. Lord, deliver us from our current troubles. We love each other and long for our marriage to be in a better place. Fill us with your hope. Anchor our hearts through the storm and cover our minds with your peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today.